0: Yeah, there's quite a lot. And, um, yeah, the the link is that um, a lot of vegan people do think that animals do have rights as much as, like, humans have rights or black people have rights or women have rights, et cetera. Um, so there's quite a link there. And also, for me, there's a link with other things like intersectionality, like, you know, feminism and um, social justice issues, which a lot of people – don't necessarily know the history of those movements don't necessarily know the history of veganism and animal rights and an example um, you know we you can do a lot if you work together I really I really do believe in that I really do believe that people working together and in a focused sort of way can change things and um, you've seen that with the black lives matter stuff at the moment and you um, You know, but we still have a really long way to go with animal rights. We really do. And um, a lot of people just see the animal rights as these you know, YouTubers on on um, online trying to convince people to go vegan or something. But you know, there's a lot more to it, and there's a lot more. Instead of just one person who's trying to convert people, we need a group of people together to work to make something happen. And one of the ways you can do that is to focus on companies is to focus on organisations and really clear focus, like we want these people to stop investing in this. We want these people to stop advertising on this platform or advertising here. And, you know, people are doing that with, like, mainstream media as well, for example, or the, you know, some of the Murdoch news, they're they're trying to, um, for, for not necessarily vegan or animal rights things, but they're trying to see beyond um, the way that things are in the world at the moment, in particular with media or the way organisations are. So, so
1: you're saying that there's an exploitative, privileged view, and there's a you know communal, cooperative view.
0: Well, yes, and like you know, I've done a lot of travel, I've done a lot of speaking overseas as well, and in particular, I remember when I was in Indonesia, and I did a lot of talks to the Indonesian veg- Vegetarian Society over there, and um, you know, just. Seeing, I'd be giving talks to people as a Western person from privileged position um, who could travel and stuff like that. I'd be giving talks about how to make um, cheese sauce with nutritional yeast. They don't have nutritional yeast. If they had nutritional yeast, they'd have to spend $12 or something to buy it. And a lot of these people get, you know, $2 an hour, $2 a week sometimes making tempeh, for example. You know, so you can't expect everyone to be able to do the same things that you can. Yes, you don't need nutritional yeast and you can live off fruits and veg, nuts and seeds, legumes, stuff like that. Um, but yeah you have to see things from where someone else is first for behavioral sort of change and you have to have some sort of um, empathy and respect instead of saying well everyone should be able to go vegan wherever they are in the world.
1: Let's talk about the political atmosphere at the moment so we've had uh, recent news stories in Australia we've had you know live animal exports in the news a lot of farmers and a lot of meat eaters, for example, uh, think that, you know, banning things like that is very, um, you know, it's an imposition on their rights, that if we choose not to eat animals or kill animals in our lives, that's our business, but why, why should we stop them?
0: Yeah, okay, so this to me, um, I think the question needs to be what people actually need and instead of it being like the vegans versus the farmers, which is a really, really great story that a lot of the mainstream media like to sell and a lot of the vegans like to promote or the farmers like to promote, I'm all for trying to meet in the middle What do we have in common? What are the things we're trying to achieve? How do we meet in the middle? And I know a lot of people have issues with that, but that's the only way that you can move forward is to work out what people want to do. And I'm not talking about going along to the farmer and saying, yeah, I'm okay with you, you know, creating um, money and um, feeding this amount of people, sending animals off to be killed overseas instead of here or whatever. I'm talking about farming is very hard. A lot of people don't choose to be a farmer. A lot of people are inheriting it, especially where we are in Queensland. There's a lot of farmers here. We have a lot of land. Um, Yes, I don't agree that um, the types of farming that a lot of people are doing here is productive. Like, you know, Australia is not meant to have hooved animals, for example, and we seem to have a lot of space that's going to that sort of farming. But I do think that we need to be able to say, do you, do you as a whatever farmer, do you still want to do this? And if not, you know, it would be great if we could work on something together. There's some great initiatives overseas like there's dairy dairy to berries where dairy farmers were encouraged to produce berries instead. So we just need to find those people who are open to changing and to doing things that are less um uh, water and energy, um, environmentally destructive who are open to changing. And I think that's really important. It's finding, it's not just, you know, fighting against people who aren't willing to change. It's finding the people who want change and helping them to get the change. And it works for all of us.